today on The Breakdown. It's cash game poker time, and we've got two luminaries of the United Kingdom, Matthew Ashton and Rupert Elder, who are going to lock horns in a pretty weird cash game. It's going to be a very strange decision coming up, I promise you, and we're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levin. I thought Luminaries was on the banned words list for the opening. Did I say Luminaries? Yeah. Uh, it's been a while, though, in fairness to me. The state will send you a bill <laughs> for the repercussions for your, your banned word usage. This is like when I run a red light at 4 a.m. and I get, I get like a, a photo in the mail from, from Oregon where it's just like a photo of me at the light and yeah. a photo of me going through the light and it just stays right the whole time and it's like $285. Does that happen to you a lot? It's happened to me once. I no longer run those lights at four in the morning, you know? I did it once. No That's one was effective. around. It seemed very safe. That's effective policing. Actually, it really worked well. And I was yeah. like, wow, they got me and I'll never do it again. Well, so. you should never say luminaries in the opening again because you always say luminaries. Also, it's a stretch to call these guys luminaries. Well, that's what made it funny, isn't it? Sure. Matthew Ashton, by the way, did win the uh, 50K Poker Players Championship in 2013. Yeah, I don't know how based on some of the decisions we see him make here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll figure out some way to defend this guy. (laughs) We'll see. This was suggested by our resident DJ, DJ Elixir. Yeah, who's actually had many suggestions up till now. Like many, many, many. He's gotten some on. Oh, yeah. This guy, this is like at least number five or six for a DJ. Yeah, and every time I have a party, he's there. Yeah, not, by the way, spinning the tunes. He's just there. No, he's, 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 he's great. Fun, at a fun guy to talk to. Yeah, he's yeah. a lot of good stories. Ask him, ask him about his theories about Mercury and if it's a real planet. Oh, my he's God. He's got some thoughts on that. Yeah. Also, flat Saturn theory. <laughs> yeah. Saturn is clearly flat. I mean, you know. Why do you think it has the ring? To make it look round. Exactly. Yeah. It's going around it, but that doesn't mean the, the planet is round. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, this obviously. is now. DJ Elixir can explain it better than we can anyway. Um, but yeah, Flat Saturn Theory. Research it. So if you haven't gathered by now, this is our second podcast of the day, <laughs> oh, which yeah, that's right. frequent listeners know you're in for, uh, for bit of a, a wild a, ride, a little bit of a different type of podcast because yeah. we just can't keep it together once we've already done one. <laughs> we're mentally sure. bankrupt and we're just going wherever we go. <laughs> it's a lot of... Yeah, I don't even got anything. I'm just, yeah. We just, yeah. So if you want to be like our resident DJ and suggest a hand for the breakdown, you can, of course, do that on Twitter. We're at Two Poker Guys. The number two poker guys. That's all the things you need to know. Well, it'd be nice if you included a YouTube uh, version of the hand and you timestamp it. Otherwise, we ain't going to use it. Yeah, it wasn't all the things you need to know. I lied. Yeah, that's okay. It's the second podcast. You're allowed to lie. Yeah. Well, I'm going to lie again. This okay. is a 500-1,000 cash game. We're playing super high stakes here. Yeah, that's a lie. That's a lie. It's a 5-5 five, five game. But that's okay. We're, mean, we're analyzing poker here. One of the decisions that happens is so absurd that yeah. it doesn't matter that it's 5-5. Five, five. We have to talk about it. And these guys are... You know, they shine brightly. Is that what <laughs> they are? They are some of the are stars they, in the firmament of in the poker UK firmament. <laughs> how many lumens per per person? Yeah, that's a great question to ask. We should ask an astrologist. No, astronomist. Oh, or an astrologist. They may have something to say. You should never ask an astrologist anything. Is well, my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I think Matthew Ashton maybe was. Uh, he might his, have consulted. He was Scorpio rising. Is he that might a have thing? consulted the cards. Not something's the poker rising. Cards for, I, know, I don't know what rises. It's like I'm an Aries with like my moon rising or something. All right. So you and I who have no, no business talking about astrology because we know nothing about it. Correct. Let's, let's describe astrology to people. What, when some, when you're rising, what does that mean? 
Well, it's not your rising. It's, okay. your, it's like your moon okay, is rising. Okay, your moon is you're rising. In, you're in a time when the moon is rising, I think. It's like... It's yeah. Like, I'm just realizing, as I'm saying this, we're alienating about 2% of our audience right now, which is fine. Bye, but bye. I'm just aware of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We don't believe in the hokey pokies. Yeah. Um, but go on, please. Continue. I don't know where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, I don't know. My mom could explain it. I'll tell you what. My mom could, too. Yeah. 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 Well, we came out different, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, let's get to the hand. Okay. I, I want to just talk about whatever I want to talk about instead, but we're going to get to the hand instead because, yeah. you know, that's what you're here for. We they're, have... They're here to hear it. I guess an obligation to the audience. I don't know if we really do. We, we, don't we have an obligation to the sponsor. I know okay, that. Okay, that's true. And we have an obligation at least a little bit to the audience and perhaps one to ourselves, Grant. If I was to obligated only to myself, I would just go on talking about whatever the hell I want to talk about. What about to each other? What about your obligation to me? Don't you just want to talk about whatever? No. Uh, yes. Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I do, Grant. <laughs> Obviously. All right. Can we so, talk about the premiere episode of Lost for like an hour? No. We could, though. We could, though. But we're not going to. All right. All let's, right. Let's go. Five, five. These are pounds, though. So, so it's know. like six, six. They're playing six, six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a common game. Um Matthew Ashton is on the button. It folds to him. Uh, he is the guy who won the 50K Poker Players Championship. The Jonathan yeah, he's got $2.8 million in uh, winnings, according to his Hendon mob. He's got queen three of spades. Yep. And he makes it 15 pounds. That seems too small. In a 5-5 game, you'd really want to at least 4-exit, if not 5-exit. But hey, whatever. Who are we? We're just the poker guys. We do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see 25 or 30 here, but whatever. Yeah, but um, I mean, fine. <clears throat> Whatever he is, queen three of spades, he opens a 15 on the button. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah. Rupert Elder, who has had some success as well, although I don't know the specifics. Uh, not as much, but he's got uh, almost $2 million in earnings on his hand and mob, and he certainly is a guy whose name we've heard of. So yeah. there's that. That's all I got. Why are they? Rupert Elder is sort of like the name of like a 40s singer, don't you think? Like a singer from the 40s, Rupert, 1940s? That would be Rupert Eldron. What? There is a, there's a Rupert someone. From back in the day. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. There was a person named Rupert once before. That's what you're <laughs> claiming? Who was a singer, like a famous singer. Okay. That's all. Also, King Rupert is an awesome thing to call him. I'm going to call Rupert Elder King Rupert from now on, especially if I see him at the tables. I'm going to be like, King Rupert raises. <laughs> and most of you are going to be surprised by this. Although he is British and his first name is Rupert, I don't think he's related to Rupert Murdoch. What, how is that possible? I don't know. Same first name? Same first name, same country. Not related. Somehow. I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible. Some sample size and all that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he has two eights and he calls out of the big blind. We don't know what Ashton's stack is, but we know that Elder's stack is 1,020. Yep. So he starts with 200 blinds. Okay. He's got two eights. Makes the call. Pretty standard. You could decide to three bet. It is the button that opened. We're very deep. But yeah. Calling's fine. Sure. Um, Stapleton and Hardigan, who are somehow doing the commentary on this 5-5 game. It's really weird. Maybe they lost a bet. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it's a Sky Poker cash game, by the way. Yeah. They mentioned that Elder hasn't really played any hands at all so far. He's been really? super tight. Wow, that informs this hand even more, yeah, doesn't it? It really does. Um, so 35 in the pot. We got Queen 3 of Spades against 2 8s. The flop is King of Clubs, 8 of Spades, 4 of Spades. That's kind of a cooler flop. Yeah, we got the second or third and up flush draw against middle set. Yeah. A lot of money could go in here. Now, Elder could decide to lead if he wanted to. He could, but you, you assume the button's often going to fire. Yeah. And you might want to make sure he does because you just feel so dumb when you flop this huge and you lead and they just fold. As someone who, by the way, leads strong a fair amount, 
It does suck. Against the button's super wide range, it's not a bad idea to check and let them just fire. It's not a great board to do it because the hands we're going to get called by are going to bet anyway, mostly. Yeah. Maybe we can get them to go nuts and raise with nothing, but whatever. Yeah. But, you know, we could check raise and then go nuts and raise with nothing that way, too, in theory. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to make a lot of money when you flop a set heads up against a super wide range, you know, against a good player. It's just hard. It is. It's one of the problems with flopping, trying to flop sets, actually. It's one of the problems with playing against a good player. That, too. That, too. I'd like to flop sets against bad players. Yes, me too. Or we could cooler the heck out of good players. That's fine. Sure. Both are fine. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, king, eight, four, two spades. Elder decides to check. Ashton's going to bet. That seems reasonable. He's flopped a flush draw. He wants yeah. to build a pot. He doesn't mind if Elder folds. It's all good. He bets 25 into 35. That's more normal sizing for a cash game. Now, Elder has a decision. You can either raise or call. What do you prefer? What's the top card on the board? King. Yeah. King of clubs, eight of spades, four of spades. I, you know, I'm kind of inclined to raise this one. I feel like it's going to be hard to get a second barrel out of uh, Ashton anyway, very often on this board, if he doesn't have anything. And if he does, he's probably going to call at least once. Also, when you flop a set on a board with a flush draw, a reason to raise is not only to charge the flush draws that could be out there, but also... Because you can have so many more raises in your range that don't have showdown value. Yep, that's a really good reason also, for sure. Also, we're at a position and, you know, it just sucks when it goes check, check on the turn, which you just assume it's going to do a lot unless the guy is a king. And then you don't even get that much. Here's the thing. We got to build a pot here, man. We're deep. We got to build a pot. If the guy has one pair, we're just not going to get a lot out of him no matter what anyway. So whatever. Like, yeah, you're going to... I think it's a great idea to try and build a pot right now. Well, a reason to just call would be if we know Ashton to be a bluffy guy who's yeah. just going to keep barreling. If he's like bluff heavy here, we want to let him do that. I guess. I mean, it's still hard to build. He's, I mean, I would want to believe he has three barrels in him sometimes. Otherwise, I still might be inclined to check raise just because we're just so deep. And like winning a 40-pound pot or a 60-pound pot is not super exciting for me as Rupert Elder. Right. Well, he's hoping the pocket's bigger, obviously. Here's, here's the one reason not to check raise. We haven't played a hand. Yeah. So Rupert Elder, who I think is known as a tight player anyway. So everybody would be terrified of our check raise. and They should be. Ashton's not going to fold a king, but he's going to fold most other things. Maybe not his hand, his he flush might, draw. He might even fold some bad kings if, he's, yeah. if he thinks we're really tight. He's not going to fold a good king. But like king-queen, he's not going to love, but he'll call. Ace-king, he'll yeah. definitely call. And better hands he'll call, but there aren't that many of them. Yeah. And flush draw so called. So it's hard to get called by that much, but he's got to be really bluffy for you to just call, I think. Well, Elder decides to just call, and that may have to do with his image and yeah, that he's no, that's aware the of. Yeah, that's the reason to just call, I think. is. But the problem is whenever we do lay the trap, it's going to be the same problem. You know, whenever we, we check raise eventually, it's going right. to be scary. It is. We're just hoping this guy is just going to keep barreling, I guess. Yeah. That's the real plan, because Ashen would feel very comfortable with King, Queen, or Ace, King when we just call. And he's immediately uncomfortable if we check raise. So no question. Maybe we can get more out of him by just calling against those hands. Potentially. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe he finds a hero fold with Ace King because it's not yeah. that big a hero fold right. really down the road. As opposed to uh, if he if we don't, we get more barrels out of him anyway. Yeah. All right. Pretty boring so far. Yep. But you know where it's not boring to play poker? Disneyland. It's Disney World. Disney World. I don't think they encourage gambling there. But Disney World, if you well, that's why it's not boring. 
because well, you know we're gambling because is... it's against the law. <laughs> You're not allowed to do it, so you have to like get games in fast. I'm trying to talk about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Oh, where gambling is encouraged. Yes, and if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports, you get to play with the poker guys hey. every month. At the end of the month, we have a very cheap buy-in tournament oh my with God. a very big overlay. So cheap, so big is the overlay. Yeah, tell them about it. It's a point one millibit buy-in, which these days is about a dollar fifty. And the overlay is 100 millibits, which, sorry, the, the, the prize pool is 100 millibits, which is about $1,500. We ran our first one on New Year's Eve yeah. at noon, by the way, PST anyway. And uh, we had like 65 people, meaning there was something like, you know, $100 of actual money spent and there was $1,500 in the prize pool. Yeah. So think about that. It's like a 15 to 1 overlay on your buy-in. Even if we get a lot more people this time, I don't know if we will, but even if we get twice or three times as many people, it's you have still, a monster overlay. It's still the best deal in the history of a poker tournament. Yes. Like it's insane. Yes. Except that one time when Nitrogen accidentally guaranteed a Bitcoin yeah. in one of our other... Was it a free roll? I think it was a free roll. I and, believe uh, it was a free roll. Nitrogen accidentally guaranteed a Bitcoin. Yeah. It was supposed a, to guarantee Bitcoin like, was worth about 4500 at the time, so that's still a lot. It oh, no, no. It was, it was a 5 millibit buy-in. Oh, that's what it was. But okay. yeah, it was 40... I think it was... I think it was it might have been six thousand because I came I won three hundred millibits and it was worth no you're right it was like four thousand yeah. three hundred millibits I came in second and uh, it was twelve hundred bucks which is an example of how nitrogen is good people because yeah. they could have been like we can't pay you out for this this is crazy we they, can't guarantee a bitcoin on this I told them about it the, a minute before the tournament started I realized what was going on and and told the guy who's in charge of all that and he said oh well our problem not, yeah enjoy the tournament and I was like okay I hope I win right but they're intentionally giving a huge overlay on these yes. tournaments that we're talking about they they want you to come they want you to play. They want you to see how awesome it is. It costs almost nothing. And you know what Bitcoin is these days. But Nitrogen, of course, moves at the speed of Bitcoin, which is often quick. And they have uh, free withdrawals every two weeks. Right. And you and you don't have to wait, like, days, you know, like you do with other right. sites. You, you just don't have to, yeah, like three days, four days, five yeah. days. We experience that ourselves with other sites, for yeah. sure. Not like that with Nitro. Not, get on there. Get you some poker. That thing. Use the link in the description. Yeah. All right. Back to the hand. Okay. All right, so we've got the bet and the call and the flop. We have a set for Rupert Elder, set of eights on a king, eight, four, two spade board, king of clubs, eight of spades, four of spades. We've got Matthew Ashton with queen, three of spades for the flush draw. The turn is where it starts getting weird. A little interesting. Okay. Turns the deuce of clubs. Elder decides to check, playing in flow. I yeah. think that's fine once we check call the flop. Ashton's going to bet, which you don't have to. You could take a free card at this point for sure. For sure, but it's okay to bet, I think. It's okay so. to bet. However, what he does is he bets huge. It's really kind of strange, and I'm going to have to take a moment to unpack it. Okay. 85 in the pot, he bets 180. Yeah. What's this about? I think what he's trying to do is represent essentially ace-king here and say, like, don't draw me with your draws. But what he's really trying to do is fold out the smaller pairs. Yeah. Like he doesn't want an... Uh, what's the board? It's, it was uh, king 8-4? King 8 Four, yes. Yeah. So he's trying to fold out like eights and a, and a four, all like the weak one pair of hands. He's like, just go away. And most of them would fold here, I would think. You know, I think that would work. Like if Elder has ace eight, you might just throw your hand away rather than deal with this because this is like kind of brutal. Like what's going to happen on the river? You know, you, there's two I mean, flush draws. He might fold ace eight if we bet 60 anyway. He might, but, he, but I would think he'd be more inclined to hold on, especially against Ashton and especially in a cash game. Right. A 5-5 five, five cash game especially. So yeah, I guess Ashton's just trying to get Maybe even some kings to fold. A king is going to have to think about it for a while. I think most kings are going to ultimately hold on, but I think everything else is often going to fold. 
So that's, yeah. I mean, so that's, you're going to fold that a huge amount of Elder's Ranger by betting this. If Elder is in that flush draw and we're in major trouble, we'll probably fold that out. That's nice. Yeah, that's right. You really can't call with his draws and you really can't call with his weak one pair of hands. He can only call with his super strong hands. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't seem, he doesn't rate to have a super strong hand very often. He didn't check raise the flop. What super strong hand is he supposed to have? A slow plate set of eights, I guess. Right. Now, the river is where it gets really interesting. So I want everybody to kind of remember that. Ashton decided to bet this size on the turn because yeah. it kind of influences how we think about the river. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to do as Elder now? Right. You have a set. You almost certainly have the best hand. You're feeling pretty good here. This, I mean, sure. This guy just bet 180 into 85. What a miracle. I mean, who cares if we don't have the best hand? Like, fine. Yeah. He's got top set of kings. We're getting it in. Like, it doesn't matter. All right. So is it better now to call or raise? Right. Well, what's happening now is Ashton is declaring that he has a very strong hand. Yes, he is. Or at least he's got a polarized range. How about that? If we were to call this hand, just call this bet, it's going to be really hard for Ashton to fire a bluff on the river if, especially, almost no matter what comes in, it's going to be really hard to fire because we just called such a big bet on the turn. Yeah, he's probably going to check back ace-king on the river unless a king or an ace comes. It's possible he'll fire exactly ace-king, but I don't know if he's going to fire almost anything else. Yeah. Maybe he could talk himself into king-queen because he's like, if if the other guy had ace-king, he would have three-bet so much. But fine. But like... There's just very little things he's going to take shots with, um, I would think. And, yeah. and all his bluffs are almost certainly going to give up. Yeah. So actually, I think this is a good time to pull the trigger. There's also two flush draws out there. And while we can't have clubs very often unless we've had a gutter on the flop that we decided to call with, Ashton can have the clubs and the spades. Yeah. So I like a check raise right now. Okay. I have a counter argument. Good. What is Ashton going to do with Ace-King if we check raise? He bet 180 into 85. Like, how strong does our check raise look? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't know what Ashton's going to do. I mean, it's a cash game. Maybe he doesn't care, and maybe he'll just be like, forget it, this is near the top of my range, I'm going. Maybe. But maybe he'll say, why is the tightest player at the table check raising my monster, my, my insanely big bet here, right? Which is what yeah. he should be asking himself. I would be worried about getting called by pretty much anything. Yeah. No, that is, that is a problem, for sure. Um, you could check raise really small, to try yeah. and make sure you get called by some stuff. But I mean, even so, even if, if you, you check, check raise, raise small, it looks like you're setting up a shove on the river anyway. If you check raise small, Ace-King's still in a spot where it's like drawing dead a lot of the time. If you check raise small, it's to keep the draws in, I guess. Yeah, actually, I, if, we ha- if we put him on Ace-King, I like check raising big. Not, I mean, like, yeah. so let's just check shove and make it look like we have a draw sometimes, and he may feel forced to call with Ace-King. Like yeah. Ace-King may just be like, what am, if I don't call with Ace-King, what am I calling with? Aces, Kings, and Eights? I mean, what else do I even have here? I guess a set of fours? Yeah. Some weird two pairs that I made. There's almost nothing I can have. Right. So that is a problem. That's well, a real problem. Elder decides to raise, and he decides to raise small. How much? 380 over the 180, only 200 more. Wow. That is, please don't fold anything. The problem with that is, would we, if we were Elder and we had a, bit, a draw, would we really make it this small? Wouldn't we just make a bigger? If we were Elder and we had a draw, everything? wouldn't we just fold? Well, we would fold or we'd probably raise bigger. Yeah. Right? It's really weird to raise this size with the draw, which is saying, although maybe maybe Ace King could level itself into a fold though too. It's like maybe what even are you check doing? shove with a draw because we only have six hundred left after we make this raise. Right. No, I mean I think a check shove often makes sense, and I think Elder's so so strong. He's like trying to talk Kings into sticking around and yeah. Aces into sticking around, but he somehow thinks like this small raise is more effective than a big raise. I'm not sure if that's true. Well, if Ashton has a draw, he has to call this. That is true. That is the one thing. Clubs and spades have to call. Yeah. They're forced to call. Right. And you might have a bunch of combos of those. There is, of course, a problem, which is if a club or a spade comes off, which is about half the deck, a little less, 
we're going to, I guess we're just going to check call. Yeah. We're just going to check call and be like, if he, ha- if he gets there, he gets there. It's fine. So that's the plan. Okay, that's fine then. Then we can check race small. Maybe we feel like the Ace King's going to play the same whether we check race big or check race small because we don't have, we're not that deep anyway. And everything else is going to, everything else is going to fold their call, but the, this keeps the draws in and that's fine. Yeah. Because we have such, equ- such incredible equity against the draws. Yeah, maybe that's what's up. Okay. So Ashton now, given this price, can't fold. No. Must call. Could he shove instead of just calling? Just be like, I don't want to have to just, I guess. It seems like a terrible idea against the super tight elder. That is true. That seems like a terrible idea. However, I'm concerned about getting paid if we get there on the river. Yeah, I'm concerned about that too. What? But we're getting such a good price, it's probably okay if we don't get paid very often. Yeah, that's true. Like we don't have, like once in a while we need to get paid, but mostly not. And actually, as we can see, the way this is playing out, Elder probably is going to have to. Elder's plan is probably to pay. Yeah. If a spade comes, because he wouldn't know between clubs and spades what Ashton does and doesn't have. So. So in this this time it's probably going to work out for him anyway. But yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, he decides to call. Yeah. So the pot's now eight hundred forty-five. Elder has six hundred remaining. Yeah, we don't have to get paid that often. That's good. 845, 600 remaining for Elder. King, 8, 4, 2 spades on the flop. Turn, deuce of clubs. Elder's yeah. got a set of 8s. Ashton's got queen, 3 of spades for just the old flush drop. The river is the 7 of diamonds. Oh, so, well. So now it's king, 8, 4, 7, deuce, or deuce 7. Now, the river is just insane. And <laughs> I, I think I just want to say what happens and then talk about it. Okay, because that's cool. Elder moves in as because it's... No, no flush comes in. It's a great spot. Yeah. A gut shot comes in, but that's really unlikely. You're not worried about that. Yeah. I mean, it happens. But... Ashton calls with queen high. Yeah. The board is king, eight, four, seven, deuce. Deuce seven. But deuce, yeah. King, eight, four, deuce seven. He calls with queen three. Yeah. 600 into 845. He bet more than twice the pot on the turn. Hmm. Called a check raise. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And he called the river. Rupert Elder hasn't played a hand. Rupert Elder hasn't played a hand. Is this the worst call of all time? What is this? Okay. So <laughs> the thing that makes this especially tough is the seven is the seven on the river. The seven is a very bad card to call on. Now, you may be wondering if so, some of you, I'm sure, think, oh, of course the seven's bad. And some of you may be like, why would the seven be bad? So let's take a moment and explain that. Go ahead. All right. So some of Elder's hands... If he has a more extensive bluffing range than we're expecting, right, um, are maybe going to be flush draws with gut shots mm-hmm. or just gut shots sometimes. All of the gut shots got there. Every single one got there in one way or another. Right. Either it's now a straight or it is now a pair of sevens, which Correct. he may not shove a pair of sevens on the river. He might check and hope it goes check, check, but he might shove because he might think he still has to bluff. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Yeah. So w- whether or not he has the seven or the straight, if he had a gut shot, he's beating queen three, obviously. Yes. So he can beat none of those hands. Right. Which leads to the question, what hands as played can we beat? Right. Are there any? Well, there are a few we can come up with that Rupert would have to take a very strange line with. But yes. at least here's some possibilities. And it's, it's, I think it's all spades. It's hard to come up with any club hands because I don't know how he gets there without having a, at least a gutter on the flop. Right. The only clubs he could have would have a pair with it, and that is beating us. Or ace high clubs, but that's beating us too. Right. If he decided to call he, once with a big ace. Yeah. If he decided clubs, to call the flop, yeah. It's like two back doors. Yeah. But ace like high, ace high. Is, like this is going to be hard to remember. It was even hard for Jonathan to remember when we were talking yeah. about the hand before. 
We lose to Ace High. I know. Like, it's like it's we like, think well, of those as the high. bluffs. It right. doesn't matter that they're bluffs. Right. We lose to Ace High. So we can. I'm saying so we can effectively rule out all club combinations. Yes, because of that. So we're just down to spades, and there can be a fair amount of spade combos, a fair amount. But remember, they have to be Jack High and worse. So yes. it's like Jack Ten, Jack Nine. Sorry, yeah, Jack Ten, Jack Nine, Nine Jack, Ten, Nine Ten, Jack um, Six, Six. How about Seven? Seven. No, Seven came in. You're right. Jack six, nine six, ten six of spades. Yep. Same thing with those with fives instead. Jack yep. six, nine of five. But the sorry. tightest player at the table has to have called with those pre-flop. Check raise the turn small with those uh, when you bet more than like almost twice the pot like, and then shove the river. I think the very clear part, and this is why I said remember that, that Ashton bet 180 on the turn into 85. Right. If Elder had any of those hands... He's 90% folding, maybe more. Yeah. Like, he's not going to check raise those hands. He's just going to fold. Like, I, I agree. cut your losses. He's almost certainly going to fold those hands. You'd have to, as Ashton, you'd have to really know that El- Elder has exactly this play in him with these hands. And I don't know anyone who has exactly this play in him. The way, like, when the bet is so big on the turn that they check raise small, yeah. check raising big, I could get behind. I, I, would, I think lots of players have that play in them. Like, Ilri Sahamis. If he had like the nine five of spades on the turn, yeah, he might he do it. Absolutely, might check raise all in. Yeah, absolutely, and a lot of other guys too, both amateur and pro. But Rupert Elder might not, by the way. That is correct. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if this guy has that play in him at all. Let alone, by the way, I don't know if Sahamis is doing it enough that we can call anyway. And I don't, I don't know if Sahamis is. Yeah, when 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 Ashton on bets one eighty, I right. don't think he's going to do it very often. Right, probably not. But at least he's probably doing. He's probably at least got the play in his arsenal. Yeah, it's possible Elder literally doesn't have this play in his arsenal. It's possible he's never done this in his life. And I'm not saying that as a put down. I don't think I've ever done this in no. my life. This is not a normal play. No. Right? Um, so why as Ashton would we think that he's got that play in him? Yeah, because let's let's explore a little bit further and make sure those are the only hands that make sense okay. that we can beat. Okay. Because I think that's it. We got the king, king eight four. King eight four he calls. King eight four deuce seven. Okay, well, he's got to call the flop bet first, right? Yeah. So, and there's two spades in one club. Right. So, could he have, it's so hard to come up with backdoor clubs. There aren't any backdoor clubs we can come up with. Could he have jack 10 of clubs and be backdooring? No. He's got like two backdoors and he's out of position. The tightest guy at the table? Right. Right. Just seems so unlikely. And again, it's so hard for me to believe that the, t- that the tightest guy or almost anyone at the table when they decide not to fold on the turn, they're going to check raise tiny with these hands that can't be queen high. Aren't they going to check raise all in? They say like, I hope you don't have it, but if you do, like, I want to make sure I get paid. Like, and I want to have, use all my fold equity. It's still a reasonable thing to move in here with, right. with my fold equity. So because of the flop call, we can eliminate all club combos that we can beat as possibilities because if he, so. had, if he somehow has ace-ten of clubs decides to call the flop, that's beating us, by the way. Right. If he had five, six of clubs or any of the gut shots of clubs on the flop right. between that's the four and the eight, the end. that's beating us by the end as well. So we can't beat any of the as-played club combos. Right. It's not possible. Right. What any, else? Anything that was a pair on the flop, obviously, we're losing to. Yep. Any ace high that decides, I don't believe this guy, we're losing to. Right. What are we... I, we're beating just the 10, 9, jack... The, like, the most obvious hands are jack 10, jack 9, and 10, 9 of spades, which is three combos. There are other spade combos that are pretty... That are, like, the 6... The 6, 3 of spades? Six, we three have of the spades. 3 of spades. Wow. We have the 3 of spades. So, that's it. It's just the jack 9 and 10 X of spades. That's all we got. 9, 6 of spades, I guess. 
Yeah, the nine X of spades is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nine six nine five of spades. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying I'm saying like leading with the Jack X, Jack X, ten X, nine X. But of I don't, spades. and I don't know that's if that's only Elder, like that's not very many. Elder's probably not in there. He might not even be in there with ten five of spades. Like he's been super tight. So he's. I don't know. It's a cash game. It's yeah. only ten pounds. It's possibly it's a five five game. He's right. probably calling that. Okay. So what are all the spade combos? Let's go through all. Let's of them do that it. Can beat. Jack ten, Jack nine, Jack six, Jack five. Yep. That's it for those jacks. So yeah. it's four of those, and then it's the same. Sorry, it's three of the tens. And two of the nines. Yeah. So we're at nine total. Nine total combos we can beat. Okay, what are we losing to? What's taking this line? Sets. Okay. So we can, sets we can, of four, sets of eights. Right, good. We so can mostly eliminate sets of kings. Yeah, we'll just give them those six combos. Okay, what else? Uh, king eight suited. King eight suited, yes. So that's uh, two more. That's, yeah. We're up to eight combos. I don't know if he has eight four suited or not. Uh, the turn was a deuce. Could he ever have four deuce? And four deuce suited and be check raising the turn? Yeah, potentially. With bottom two? It's yeah. thin. It's really thin. It's like not too much. We were saying we don't know if ace king is going to call when we check raise like yeah. that. With he might, he's probably not going to raise that. Yeah. When, when the bet is so big, he probably just calls on the turn. Yeah. Maybe this is the thing. Maybe he just can't. He struggles to come up with, with very much value, and so he just says, "It's close." You it's know, not close though, because because Rupert has to play actually play his spades. He's, like that. He might play king eight suited sets of eights and sets of fours like that every time, or at least a fair amount of the time. That gives us eight combos that he might play like say say half the time he plays them like that. Yeah, right. fine. So half the time that's four combos, right? That he plays like that. I think he almost never plays his spade right. combos like so that. So he's got nine spade combos, and he plays them like that 10% of the time, 5% no. of the time? No. <laughs> Probably one or but, zero. But let's even let's be crazy generous and say it's 10% of the time. Yeah. That's 0.9 combos. That's less than one combo versus four, meaning we have to be getting... You know, four one. And by the way, call. And by the way, that's not even enough of that's not even a good enough price. And what about the speed and club combos that he plays this way? That some of them he's bluffing with, and some of them he actually got there with the gut shots. Like we haven't even talked about that. Correct. We're not even thinking. By the way, that is a really good point. Yeah, could absolutely play his his the five six of spades or five six of clubs this way, right? Yeah, that's those two. Right. That's it. But that's two combo, two more combos of value that he absolutely might play this way. He may, although again, he may not. But it, but if we're saying he can do it with the nine five of spades, I guess we're saying he can do it with the five six of spades. Yeah, of course, and it's more likely to do it that with that because it at least has a gut shot as well. Right, and, and then it makes the shove on the river. Like, and then he could also have the seven x gut shot combos in with the flush draws in there as well, and decide he has to bluff the river. The seven x gut shot combos. Oh, because he has to bluff the river. Yeah. Got it. Right. He just shoves like. Obviously, you have a king here. Or if he has ace, ten of clubs or ace, x of spades, he might think he has to bluff the river. Right. He's played it this way. Right. So we add a ton more combos to the, the hands that we're losing to. Like, could, and the thing is this, even if people would say, like, how likely is it that he would play his 7x gut shots like this on the river? But you could make the counterpoint, how often would he play his bluffs, this just straight bluffs, air bluffs, without our spades like this on the river? Both are kind of almost never, but you have, if you're going to say he can do it sometimes with 9-5 of spades, and you have to say he's doing it sometimes with 9-7 of spades, you have to. Yeah. Or 6-7 of spades, excuse right. me, or whatever. I don't really think he's check raising any of those that frequently on the I turn. I agree. You know, this is interesting because we did um, the last podcast, we did hashtag King. And similarly, he bet double the pot on the flop, got called. Yeah. Then he bet pot on the turn and got check raised all in. 
This is not exactly the same, but these are, once again, really big sizing. Both times when he bets twice the pot, right? Um, Matthew Ashton is on the turn. He gets check raised. Both times the other guys had value hands. Like, yeah. They're not screwing around with these, when these big sizes are happening, right? I'm sure there's a game theory tree you have to go down where at some point you have to be messing around there too. Yeah. Right? But I don't know if we're really there yet very much in poker with very many of these guys. No. Like, maybe, um, what's the guy who won the super high roller bowl? Uh, the great game theory guy. Oh, Vogelsang? Yeah. Christoph Vogelsang. Maybe he's got every play, literally every play in the book. Maybe. Some percentage of the time, perhaps, if he's so game theory perfect. And maybe even Christian Soto does. But almost nobody does, right? Yeah. Because we're also humans, and we think, like, the guy just bet twice the pot. It's so obvious he's got a big hand. Like, why would I want to make a play here, you know? Right. Like, this is, there's so many better spots. The thing is, I just... Beyond all of the combinatorial work we've done, which is all just speculation based on potential ranges, Yeah, it's just so hard for me to imagine any worse hand getting here this way. Yeah. It's just not likely at all. It'd be so much better if, if Elder, like, check-raised the flop. Because then at least you can make up a lot more things about... By now, it still would be really bad. It'd be really bad. It'd be really, really bad. <laughs> You're right. Because also, because we can still eliminate all the club combos, so it's, it's sort of, it's almost the same thing. The seven coming in makes it a much worse call than if the seven had not come in. You need Elder to be on complete air here. Yeah. Basically. You need him to have complete air in this line. And he's the tightest player at the table. How can he have complete air? We bet twice the pot on the turn and he check raised. Well, yeah. He had had to call out of position with complete air on the flop to check raise the turn as the plan to shove the river as a plan if we get called. And not bail on the plan when we bet twice the pot, by the way. Right. I mean, it's just... I guess once and maybe maybe one out of every ten or twenty times in this scenario, Elder will show up this way. Although that seems incredibly generous to me, that's clearly not good enough to call. We make a whole lot more money by folding. How in the world does Matthew Ashton call here? He just wants to put him on the lower spade hands, so he decides to, and says, "I call." Yeah, he doesn't want to be bluffed on TV, so yeah. he says, "I call." He thinks it'd be it'd be legendary if he makes this call. It's only six hundred more pounds. What the what the heck does he care? There you go, legendary. I- the, no, this. If he was right, yeah, we would have heard of this hand a long time ago. Oh my God, yes, that's what it is. This guy's got plenty of money. He's he won the 50k poker players championship. This yeah. five five game is not huge for him. No, it's not. He's calling because it's worth so much more than the pot. Like that point nine combos might be enough to actually make it correct based on his potential brand equity. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and he may believe that, but I question if it's true. Like, I do too. You but make one legendary call that, you know, goes viral at this point. Like, you know, so what? Like, I mean, that's neat. People know who he is a little bit more, but does that really help him? Does that actually get him any money? I don't know, but I got to believe that's part of his thought process yeah. in order to make this call, right? Maybe also he's willing to pay 600 pounds for the shot at being legendary. Forget about the money piece. Yeah. He just gets to be the guy who made that call. He wants to be that guy. You know, like yeah. people still talk about Stewie Unger's call. This would be not as good as that, but right. like... You know, it's possible Stewie Younger made a bad call and happened to be right that time. You know, although yeah. he was so good, it's probably not true. But, um, you know, he, but he didn't like the combos were against him, but he happened to get it. And it was the point nine or something like that for right. Stewie Younger. Who knows? But like, we still talk about that one. And it's been, what, 35 years, 40 years, something crazy like that. Yeah, I just, this is not a justifiable call. No, no, this is, this is not a call I would expect anyone in poker time to make. And those guys are not as good as Matthew Ashton, as far as I know. Right. (laughs) Like any of the players. And we have a very 
wide spectrum of ability in poker time from guys who are pros to guys who are very much recreational. Yes. That is the most generous way I know how to say that. Yes. And I don't think any of them would call the river with queen high here. No. Any of them. And they would all fold easily. Now, sometimes the great players go a step further than what everyone else does. And that's great. Right. Again, maybe this would have been legendary if he was right, but. But how can this he be can't right? Can't be profitable. How can he be right? This he is just, just a terrible losing play. It is. That's all it is. Maybe he thought he saw. It. Maybe he thought he had physical tell on Elder. So, well, Elder is slightly uncomfortable because he's shoving Ace King. It's super thin for him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? He's the tightest player at the table. Yeah. He's. Oh my God! He, he hit a seven on the river and he's turning into a bluff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. I, tell, I mean, that's all I got. That's Atel all. Atel doesn't help. Atel doesn't help because if he's bluffing, most of the bluffs beat you. Yeah, that's a problem. Most of the bluffs beat you. That's a sentence that is true. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the that's majority real of potential bluffs beat you, let alone the value. This might be the worst call we've ever seen. I can't think of one worse off the top of my head, except maybe Darwin Moon insta-calling Billy Cops shove for a kajillion with like 13 left in the Situationally, but yeah. as a hand played out, this is worse. Without question. Yeah. Without question. By the way, Darwin Moon was right. By the way, Darwin didn't know the board was paired. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I don't know if he was right. <laughs> well, the call was correct. He thought he had the second nuts. The call was correct. I don't think it's fair to say it's correct if he doesn't know what the board is. He, the pot got shipped to him. He got second place. <laughs> Sounds correct to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this one was a little painful, huh? I mean, I just can't. I can't There's no I can't wrap my mind around it. No. Sam Grafton's in this game. Sam Grafton knows what he's doing, and... When he eventually saw this on TV, he must have just just given one of those little looks where he's like, who are you and why are you in the world? Still. He might have said something like, I want the bollocks. You know, that's probably what he said. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. Nothing weird about that. All right, we're done. Okay. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make